welcome back to another episode of Dr. Me First. It's me, your colleague in medicine, coach in life, queen of burnout, throwing in a little sass there, Dr. freaking Aaron Wiseman. I got to practice what I preach. I'm a recovering workaholic and rest is my detox. <laughs> so my team is pushing me to try to do more rest. I have really been invigorated since I got my new office and my podcasting equipment set up back full time. It's been so fun to be podcasting again and doing live episodes. But they're reminding me too that I'm overworking. So we are problem solving this. And in order to do that, we are doing a reboot showcase. All my work that I've done in the past, I might as well reuse it, right? Recycle, reduce, reuse. And so what we're going to do in this reboot showcase is take old podcast episodes that I've actually been on for other people and play them here on Dr. Me First. It makes me smile a little bit as I go back and listen to years ago when I was doing some of these podcasts. And I'm like, wow, I was really smart. I knew a whole lot of things. But I also see how I've changed and how things are different. <laughs> In the world of Aaron Wiseman, we call it, is it long-haired Aaron or short-haired Aaron? Because <laughs> you can definitely see a big change when the hair got lopped off during the pandemic. So listen to the episodes and then see if you can tell when I did that episode on the timeline of everything Aaron Wiseman. Long-haired Aaron, short-haired Aaron. Give me an email. I'd love to hear about it. I'm going to take my own medicine. I'm going to rest a little bit, and I'm still going to pop up episodes for you to listen to. So enjoy this reboot today. And as always, friend, remember, your life, your calling, your pulse absolutely matters. And the badass in me honors the freaking badass in you. Enjoy. Welcome to Changing the Story, a podcast for socially and spiritually conscious entrepreneurs. We are all about having conversations around growth so that we are able to elevate our impact, our income, and ultimately ourselves. Everything here is about cultivating a sense of self so that we are able to build a business that is in alignment with who we are at our core so that we are able to do our life's greatest work. Thank you for joining us and let's dive in. Hello, 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 and welcome back to Changing the Story. It is your host, Lana Dingwall. Today, we have a treat. I've just met Erin, not going to lie, I just met Erin. However, I feel like energetically, she's got that same enthusiasm, cheerleader, hype girl energy that I have. So I'm personally really looking forward to today's episode. Uh, and then before I have her introduce herself, I also want to touch on, because of people who listen, you know, I don't have a lot of guests and I often don't interview people that I don't know for a lot of different reasons, but there was something about Erin's, her vibe, when I looked at her photo, when I looked at her website, when I read her email that really connected with me. And I felt, I felt like this is, this is going to be a fun episode. So 
we're going to see where this goes. But again, if you listen to this podcast regularly, you know that that's that's what we do here. <laughs> we're all about following the polls and we don't always need to have all of the answers. But I'm also really excited to have Aaron on today. So we have Aaron Wiseman, who is actually a family physician turned life coach who really focuses on calling out the bullshit on hustle culture. She's all about going from burnout to badass. But I'm looking forward to having her on today too, because they're not just from the aspect of hustle culture and why it is bullshit, as we all know, regular listeners to this podcast, but also this idea of moving away from a career or space where in a societal way, you're really told that you've made it. Uh, and then to move into a space like life coaching where we agree and I agree is a very profound and important space to be in, but can come with a lot of judgment. It can often, people can be accused of, is that a real job or what else do you do? So I'm really looking forward to talking to Aaron for a lot of different reasons. But before we dive in, I'm going to throw it over to you, Aaron, to just even introduce yourself a little bit more and have people understand why I'm so jazzed about today and talking with you. Elena, oh my God, that is the best introduction ever. I have, I'm just sitting over here in the US with my like little heart flutter flattering. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm so excited to talk with you and your listeners here on Changing the Story. So yeah, a little bit about me. Um, I am a physician. I'm family medicine board certified. Um, 2014 was the worst fucking year of my life. When it was supposed to be the like mountaintop, the like, I, I have arrived, I had made it. I mean, I sacrificed pretty much all of my 20s and part of my 30s to finish medical training. I don't remember my kids' first words or their steps that they took. I mean, I gave up so many holidays. And so when I was getting out and like becoming a full fledged doctor, I was supposed to like have checked all the boxes. And I don't know, like the sky would part and the angels would sing. But instead, I was completely fucking empty and numb and looking around and being like, holy shit, this is the next 30 years of my life. Like this, what I'm doing right now, you want me to keep doing? And so I just preferences and started off there because I think it's a really important part of my story to say, like, it's not been sunshine and rainbows. I have walked the walk and now I'm talking the talk as far as like we have got to call bullshit on burnout and on hustle because at the end of the road, there are so many people who are so unfulfilled, who are so dissatisfied with their life. I mean, the people I coach and come to, I would say 20% of them are having some si sort of suicidal ideation or at least having suicidal thoughts like life would be better if it wasn't like this. And so there's no safety protector as far as like if you're a high achieving professional versus like someone who's not fulfilled and maybe what society sees as like a lower level career. And I am just super passionate about telling other people like, hey, if I can turn it around, if I can get my life to where I can say I'm hashtag living my best life, like not that there's not dumpsters fires in your best life, there totally are. But if I can do it, and I can make the change, so can you. Oh, I love all of that. And yeah, dumpster fires exist no matter where we are, or what we're doing, but it's the amount of dumpster fires that's really important. And I thought something that you said was really interesting around, well, like mental health and everything like that. But this idea 
that you were really feeling empty and numb, even though you reached the top of the mountain, like you did all the things that you were supposed to do. You got the career you're supposed to get. You had the the power, the status, uh, and the salary to go with it, especially to mm-hmm. like in Canada, doctors make a lot of money, but in the US, it's even more so because it's a privatized system. And so you really hit that pinnacle of quote unquote, because we can't see each other right now. And this is a podcast, so people can't see me using my little air quotes. But you hit the pinnacle of security, safety, status. And you got there and you realized the cost of it was too high. And I would love if you can even talk a little bit about that because we do get it in our heads of whether we're in a career that is very unfulfilling and we're thinking about entrepreneurship or we're in entrepreneurship, but what we're doing is creating a business or system that's causing us harm because it isn't in alignment with us. That's something we talk a lot about on this podcast is building a business that's actually in alignment with who we are, doing a career. If, if that's what you're, you want to do, that's in alignment with you. But how did you kind of start to figure out that, oh, this level of burnout, uh, I, I know it's like a weird, obvious question. Like we should know that when we feel burnt out, that something's wrong and that something's out of alignment. But when we're, when we feel like we're doing everything we're supposed to do, and then we're also feeling burnt out, it can be very confusing where we don't always recognize that the thing that we're doing is killing us and we have to let go of it in some way. And it can be so scary. Again, when you said you dedicated your like almost two whole decades to it. So what was that process like for you? Like, what were you thinking? What were you feeling? What gave you the like encouragement and empowerment to even just start to ask yourself the questions of, do I need to do something else? Oh, friend, I didn't even know what to call it at that point. Like when I got out, like within the first couple of weeks of starting my big girl job with the big ass paycheck and, you know, all the responsibility, I just was like, am I broken? Is there something wrong with me? I remember texting some of my med school best friends and being like, hey, how's it going? You know, and kind of like getting a vibe from them to be like, am I the only one that like all this delayed gratification, like where they just said, it'll get better, it'll get better, it'll get better, it'll get better. And it never got better. (laughs) Am I the only one that's seeing this? And so many of the times either people be like, oh no, I'm like super happy. I love what I'm doing. Or they would be like, yes, 100% yes, and I don't even know what to do with it. And it was so crazy because, of course, like being a super type A medical physician, I was like, okay, I got to give myself like the PHQ-9, which is (laughs) the depression scale score. (laughs) And to be like, I don't think I'm depressed and I don't think I'm anxious, but I don't know what's going on. And there's a huge stigma of mental health, but an even bigger stigma for physicians that if you claim if you have mental health, I could lose my medical license. And at this point, you're talking about a woman who was multiple six figures in debt, just starting her career. And the thought of my only tool being taken away from me to pay off my loans, to pay my bills and to keep my kids from eating cat food was terrifying. So there was no way I was going to reach out to anybody for help. So I did what I tell all my patients not to do. And I hit the internet. And I was like, all right, we got to see if there are other people and stuff is going on. And I heard people talking about like moral injury. I heard them talking about um, burnout. I heard them talking about a bunch of different other words. And I didn't even have the words at that point. 
to say like how I was feeling, the only thing I could describe it as is not this. So I describe it as my not this phase. Like, I don't know what, but not this. And so there were so many moments that I can think of where I'm like, but what? But where do I pivot? What do I change to? I'm the first doctor in my family. The rest of my family are all blue collared workers. And I'm looking around and I'm like, you know what? I can go work in a factory. I can become a plumber. I can be a checkout girl at the grocery store. Like, I don't care what it is, but I have got to figure this out. And so like exploring on the internet, reading books, having the longest ass conversations with my husband, who I know he was scared to death at the time because we had two little kids. We had all this debt. We had just purchased a home and he was like, oh, okay, you want to quit your job? Hmm. Like, can we give it six months, honey? (laughs) And I, I mean, I really felt like I was like, out of my head crazy. And I felt broken. That was the worst part is that I felt like there was something so wrong with me that nobody else around me could name it. I even went to my own physician and I was like, I don't know what's going on, but I think I need some lab work. And he was like, you're just stressed. You're just stressed. That's how everybody is when you get out and you get started. It's just a super stressful time. And yeah, you know, you're like six months postpartum. So maybe it's that because you have little ones. And I was like, I don't think it is. And I am so glad that at least I had enough insight at that point to listen to that small, quiet voice inside of me that's like, Aaron, Aaron, just listen, Aaron, just listen, that I knew that there was more. I didn't know the exact details of it, but I knew that there was more. And so where my journey continued, I am not a quiet person, as you can tell. I got a hold of friends. I got a hold of colleagues. I was even in my boss's office within the first couple months of this new job. And I was like, I don't know what's going on, but I need help. And she revealed to me, she was like, well, actually, I moved into administration because I was feeling the exact same way clinically. And I looked at her and I was like, but I'm just starting. Like, there's no way to like move up the ladder at this point. And so she gave me some suggestions about like, maybe you need to go get another degree, like an MBA or, you know, some leadership training. And I was just looking at her and I was like, I don't need another fucking thing to do. Like I've tried that checklist and it's not working out for me. So I went back and I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I know I'm like, feeling either these huge swell of emotions, particularly anger, and like things are coming out of my mouth that I would never say, or I'm feeling this huge absence of emotion and emptiness. And it wasn't until finally when I was on the internet and I found another family medicine physician and she was doing this thing called coaching. And at the time I was like, I don't know. I don't know what this crazy thing is. But I started reading her blog. um, And like I said, this is circa like 2014. And I was like, oh my God, she has my words. And I kept reading and I kept listening. Um, Everything that she would put out, podcast episodes, I was just listening to. And it was so comforting to finally have words to name what I was dealing with. And for me, that was burnout. And burnout, you know, has a formal definition, but the one that I really stick to is like, if you have the D's, E's, and F's, if you're dissatisfied, if you're discouraged, if you are exhausted, and not just like, I need a nap tired, but like truly to your soul, empty, physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually exhausted. And if you are in like fight or flight, like you're ready to say fuck it and drop it all, friend, like 
that's my definition of burnout. And you are right there with me. And once I could finally say like, oh, this is what's going on. It made so much more sense. And it made like the dark clouds kind of dissipate the anxiety of like, oh my God, I got to figure this out. I'm like, oh, it's my job. Oh, it's because I'm not doing what I thought I would do when I signed up for medical school at 18. Like all what you're talking about, what I now know is called alignment. But at that time, I just felt like I didn't even know who I was anymore, which leads me to the next step of like, I had made my whole identity about being a physician, about being Dr. Wiseman. And then when I got to the point of being like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. I didn't even know who I was. Mm. You said so many good things there. I was like writing down, scribbling down all these notes. And so a few things I want to touch on that you were just talking about is again, like this feeling of brokenness, panic, isolation. These are all things too that it doesn't matter if you are someone who's in a position like you, whether in a career or profession that they feel burnt out in, or even just in entrepreneurship, we can feel this way in our businesses. We can feel burnt out while running a business that even we love, especially in a time like right now where we've been in a pandemic for the last year. And I know in Canada, for the most part, a lot of places in Canada are still in lockdown. And then you add in not being able to see friends and family for so long. It, it's important too for us to really acknowledge that burnout can be caused and come from the thing that we're doing, but burnout can also just be a byproduct of living. Like life has a lot of things that it throws at us. Like you even brought it up postpartum, like having a kid coming out of school, moving into a career. It's a lot of pressure and stress. And I do feel like as a society, because we're really taught in a capitalistic sense that our productivity is directly correlated to our economic output, we can put an overarching amount of stress on ourselves and pressure on ourselves to perform in a way that is economically viable for ourselves in our career or or in our, our businesses. And I would love if you could even elaborate more, like, how did you shift that gear? Because again, you were at the pinnacle of entering into a career that is supposed to be the definition of safety and security. And even in entrepreneurship, it's the same thing. Like sometimes maybe we're offering something or we're running our business in a way that we just can't sustain anymore, but because it is our, well, it's our, our economic safety and security. It's the thing that pays our bills. It's the thing that makes sure, like, as you said, your kids don't have to eat cat food, uh, which I loved, but also in the moment that it's happening is like a very, very scary, real thing. What did you do to support yourself through that transition? Because for a lot of people, they want to move more into an an aligned space of being, whether it be a career or a business or whatever it is that they're offering. But the thing that really holds them back is that is letting go of the using air quotes again, the financial security and safety, and sometimes the real financial security and safety of what they're currently doing that pays their bills. Like, how did you shift that gear for yourself? Cause it's a very, very scary gear to shift. And then again, as you mentioned, right at the end, letting go of that sense of identity, your whole identity was wrapped up in being Dr. Wiseman. And for a lot of people, their identity is wrapped up in something that they're doing and letting go of an identity to step into a different space 
again, is scary on its own, let alone when it's also connected to your ability to, to pay your bills. Yeah, absolutely. So much there. And also want to preference this, we're talking totally in hindsight. So when I was in the midst of it, it was a total cluster. <laughs> I can now like see the path, but at the time it it did not feel as straightforward. So I will tell it in a straightforward manner, but it's not like I had all my shit together and it was perfect. It was messy and it was imperfect. Um, and I, I'm glad for that. I'm glad that it was kind of messy because then that showed me like, it's okay. Like you can come through it. So that's just a preference I want to put on it. And definitely too, burnout is not just a medical thing. It's not just a professional thing. You're talking to the burnout coach who almost burnt out in her own business over the pandemic as well, which is a whole nother story we can get get into. (laughs) But how did I make it through the time What was it that supported me as I was like trying to figure everything out? It was community. I'll be perfectly honest. It was during those internet searches, like finding other people, um, having conversations, learning the words to describe everything that I was feeling. Because for so long, I had almost dissected my brain away from my body and I didn't listen to how I felt anymore because feelings were irrelevant and you needed to shove them in the corner because we got shit to do. And so when I started letting that come back online and realize that not all of my thoughts are facts, they are not all truth, and that my body isn't lying to me, that I can feel things. And hey, by the way, hashtag you're human. um, That's important to reconnect with that. I needed those spaces of community to know that I wasn't alone in that. And that, what I think, is probably one of the most powerful um, support systems that we all need in this day and age, because isolationism only feeds burnout. It only pushes you farther down into the depths, whereas community and connection, I really feel like, is the antidote to it. So it was connecting with a coach who I really felt community with. It was connecting with other people who I felt like got me. And then it was realizing and waking up that, oh my God, like this is why I went into medicine because I wanted to have connections with people. I wanted to have conversations. I wanted them to help them in their life. And that the biggest eureka moment for me was when I realized that my identity wasn't doctor, that I was really put on this earth to be a healer and that I could do that in a thousand different ways. It opened up opportunity for me. And now I don't just see myself as a life coach. Like I see myself as a healer who practices life coaching. And guess what? 10 years down the road, I might be a healer, you know, doing something else in a totally different sector of business. And that's okay. As long as I keep going back to that, like fundamental who I am. But for so long, I had stuck that label of doctor as like my total identity. And so with the perspective of like ripping that off and not being that, it wasn't just the financial. I mean, the financial was huge and we can go into how we kind of floated the boat through that. But it was also like, who I, who am I without the white coat? And so it was re- introducing myself to who I was as Aaron and and did I want to be what, how I was showing up in the world. So I went through a huge metamorphosis at that point because I was trying to be super doctor, Pinterest mom, super community member, um, super athlete, 
size zero, which I've never been in my entire life. But, you know, I was trying to like do all these things when in reality, I was like, I just need to be me. And I just need to get back in touch with who me is and recognize that the me that I was at 18 who made all these decisions is gone. She's no longer here. So I need to figure out the me at 36 and what she wants, how she wants to show up in the world, how she celebrates life and lean into that. And I think too, like when we're asking ourselves that question of who are we, it can be so confusing because we're never really given the tools around how do you answer that question without it being in relation to identity and your identity in relation to those around you or the thing that you do. And it is often when you ask people like, Hey, Aaron, tell me about who you are. Tell me a little bit about yourself. We often answer in relation to the external world, like how we show up. So, you know, mom, partner, doctor, life coach, like we, we use these list of titles. And so what I love about what you were describing too, is it's really about trying to disconnect from all of that. And I know for myself, it's always been really useful for me to ask, who am I in the absence of the world around me and trying to connect with that person? Like if I am not worried about expectations or shoulds, or if I'm not looking at who and what is my identity in relation to other people, but just who am I when I'm alone and connecting with that person, it's often easier for me to figure out and make decisions around what does make sense for me and what is in alignment with me. And even as you said, it's like knowing that alignment doesn't necessarily, alignment doesn't mean cool. So now I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. (laughs) Alignment just means this is like what makes sense for me right now. And as I occupy this space, I'll grow and develop and learn new things. And then what's in alignment with me will shift and grow and I will shift and grow with it. Like the longevity of our careers is most of us work, like by the time we enter the workforce, we're still going to work more years than we've even been alive at that point. So I do find it's absurd for us to expect ourselves to have all of the answers and then to stick with that plan. And even in 10 years, we can change so much and our lives can change so much. We just need to give ourselves this permission to change our minds and do things that make sense for us. Um, Absolutely. You know, and you said it so much better than I do. I always ask people like, who are you on early Saturday mornings? Like, who is that person? Or the other way I ask people is like, who are you at 2 a.m.? Like without, like you said, without all the distraction, without all the noise, um, it's and and like kind of sitting with that and knowing that that can change and flux. And yes, the give yourself permission. Like you don't have to ask anybody for permission. The only person in the room who you do need to is sitting in your chair right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it can be hard because we're told that that permission is not enough. Uh, so many times, especially if you are raised and socialized as a woman in at least North American culture. Yeah. Um, okay. So one of the things that I, yeah, I, I would love for you to touch on, you kind of, talked a little bit about it, even like feeling burnt out again in your business. Because I do also think that there is a, there's a difference between doing work that's out of alignment with you and you're doing something that's soul crushing 
at versus doing work that you really love. But again, life still happens. And sometimes we can feel burned out in our business. And then we feel like, oh shit, does that mean that I'm not connected to my work anymore and I have to change something? But that's mm-hmm. not always the case. Sometimes it really is like you're just working on overdrive and you just need to like rest and take things off your plate and reconnect with yourself. And sometimes that means changing things in our business, but sometimes it just means we need space. So I'd love, even if you want to talk a little bit about that, because I do know I get here like this too. Whenever I start to feel burnt out or just exhausted, uninspired and apathetic is usually how it manifests for me. Mm-hmm. If I feel apathetic and uninspired for too long, I start to feel like I have to burn the whole thing to the ground and start new when in reality, I just often have to change a few things um, to get back into alignment. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, when the burnout coach got burned out is huge. And that's why I speak out against hustle culture, because, you know, I did all this inner work to redefine who I was to to get back in touch with my identity. Um, I made big steps. I transitioned out of full-time practice into part-time practice. And then I started doing some really cool like PRN clinical type jobs. And I still hold an active license and I occasionally do stuff now, but I really practice on my own terms. So I was like, great, you know, check it off. Like I just kicked burned out's ass and like now I have a great business. And then the hustle culture of entrepreneurship felt so familiar as medicine. I'm like, oh, yeah, we just need to grind and work. Like, fuck it. Like, I've done 36 hours of call. Like, I can definitely kill it in business. Mm -hmm. And so I was into the mentality of, like, how many noodles can I throw up against the wall to see what sticks in entrepreneurship? Because um, I don't know unless I'm just missing it, but there is no manual. (laughs) There is no like, if you do these things, you will have a six figure business, no no matter how many fucking Facebook ads out there want to tell me that. And so I was literally doing all the things. I was doing a podcast, I was doing a blog, I was speaking as much, I was coaching my ass off, I was everywhere and anywhere trying to like make this work. And what I realized is like, I don't want to get up and go, I don't want to do this business. I don't. I don't want this thing that I've created and the exact same thing you said, Lana, as far as like, oh my God, I'm going to have to start over again and like figure it all out again. But what I want to put a plug in with that is that like, no, my friend, you are just riding the waves of hustle culture right now. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's like the, the spew to you, like, if you just work harder, it will work out. Or if you if you just grind into the evening, then all your dreams are going to come true and you're going to be on Oprah's show telling her about how you became an overnight success. And I just want to say, like, that is not even reasonable. I do not read business books anymore because I get so tired of their bullshit as far as as like the tips and hacks about I was reading one guy's book and he talked about how he got up at like 4am and he was working on his business. Then he would go to his nine to five and he would come home and answer emails and do all the things. And I was like, hello, like, do you ever like stop and talk to your kids? Or like, are you even married still? Or did she leave and you not even know it? And, and what I just realized with all that is like, I don't, I don't care anymore about like number of downloads or how many blogs are being published in different places. Like I really care about the message and the sustainability. And when I sat back and I looked at it and I'm like, 
what does my family need to keep the lights on, um, to pay our bills, and to have like a reasonably comfortable life? It really wasn't that much. And so I'm like, then why am I killing myself yet again to reach something that when I get there, I think I will, quote unquote, have made it? What if I had have made it now and I just need to sit in the now and be present and enjoy that I can set my office hours and work 10 to 4 and enjoy that I can go pick my kids up school or that I take fun Fridays every week just to go on an adventure? Like, what if it, if the enoughness is now? And that's when I really had a really big awakening as, and I own multiple businesses. I run several different companies now that to be the best CEO, enoughness comes from within. Mm. And I think too, like, even with what you were saying about this idea of hustle and grinding and making all these sacrifices to get to this place where you've quote unquote made it again, what does that mean? Like, how would... How do you define that? And what I find really interesting is there's always two answers. One answer is rooted in identity. Again, the same, the same space of giving up for you the white, the white jacket. But this idea of making it actually equals status. And it's a very like ego-driven thing. And for a lot of us, our ego will override what is best for us, what our body or intuition. And, and sometimes our mind is telling us that like, we need to rest or you need to chill, or like, it's okay to have fun or not everything has to be super tactical, but our ego will override that because the allure of, of making it again, for a lot of us, I feel at least is we feel like when we've made it, there's no more struggle anymore. So I'm going to struggle and sacrifice everything now because I'll get to this golden hour where all of a sudden, again, I'll make it, I'll be on Oprah's chair and then sitting across or sorry, sitting across from Oprah and I won't have to like struggle anymore and everything will be, be worth it. And there's that one definition of made it, which is a fallacy because, and even people who I, I've been coached by people who have been on Oprah's show and they will tell you that it's like, that wasn't, you still should like my one coach, like I still deal with all the same things I dealt with before. Just now I also happen to have been on Oprah and have a multiple like New York times bestselling books. And then there's this other idea of made, made it, which you started to describe there, which is really looking at like, what does making it mean for me? AKA like, what is happiness. Like what do I feel like is a space where I get into it and I have the things that are important to me. Like I have space to feel good about what I do and I get to push myself. Cause again, you said you're type A. So drive and ambition are good things, but we, and we don't have to give them up. And I think too, we can sometimes feel like it's one or the other. It's either you're super passive and you just accept everything as is and you don't have any driver ambition or you pedal to the metal, sacrifice everything. But really it's more likely this healthy in-between where you know when and how to push yourself so that you feel like you're growing and developing and building things. Because as you said, for you particularly too, you're a healer. So you, you making it is, is part of like healing others and helping heal the world. But then there's this other level of making it where it's like, I want to be happy. And I is making it not actually enjoying the process of getting there as well. That, that's my definition of making it, making it. And I've made it where it's like, I actually enjoy my days. <laughs> yeah. There are days where I don't want to work, but cause I'm human. Um, 
but it is this interesting thing where we we have this notion of golden hour and as you said to like reaching the top of the mountain and i feel like that narrative is harmful for us because we think that if we achieve it all of our problems go away but that's not really how it works no um, never at all because then there's just another mountain mm-hmm. and if you're basing life off of all those achievements then like eventually you got to climb Mount Everest. And then like, what do you do after that? You know? <laughs> and so it's like, you're chasing the rabbit at that point is like, you're looking for the next thing. And it really, and, and what I teach is going from like a goal centric way of living to like a value based living. And knowing that there's a lot of different ways for which that you live and that you get to choose it. You know, my definition is super simple. And It was one that I actually came up with when I was struggling through burnout as a physician, but I want to live a life and have a job that I don't have to take a vacation from. And I want to be able to get up in the morning, most mornings without an alarm clock. Like that's my criteria. And I have to say, when I stay in the middle of that criteria, I'm happy and I'm joy filled and I'm fulfilled. And when I get outside of that, you know, when my businesses start to suck and I'm like, oh my God, I need a break. Then I know like, woo, red flags, time mm. to get your um, burnout treatment plan back out again <laughs> and, and take care of yourself. Because it is, it, it's, it's finding those red flags for yourself. Because I will always have a propensity for burnout. I will always be a pusher. I will always be an overworker. That's where my brain patterns go. And that doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. Like I get a lot of shit done, but just recognizing I can still get a lot of shit done, but not like full throttle it and not run it into the red and be smoking at the end of the week. But instead of just like glide into Friday, like a joy ride. And so that's where I have to constantly do my own work to remind myself that my enoughness doesn't come from my productivity. It doesn't come from my accolades. My enoughness comes from inherently who I am. And that's the amazing thing about the digital world. We don't even know the impact and the amount of people that we actually do help. Like, yeah, we have metrics and shit that we can follow. But at the end of the day, My one podcast that I recorded three years ago that somebody listens to today might be just as powerful as the stuff that that I'm putting out now. And just sitting back and and relying on that is super important. Mm, Yeah. And I appreciate too with what you're saying, even in acknowledging the fact that, and you said this before the beginning of the recording as well about waves and like riding the waves. And so for you, it's like, you know, you know yourself and we're all different. And so that's why it's really important for us to learn from ourselves versus always looking to see like what works for other people and then making the assumption that that's going to work for us. It's really about actually understanding who we are and how we show up in our work and then creating a set of tools. As you said, like your little, your, your burnout thing to know how to support yourself through various waves and cycles. You are prone to burnout because you push yourself and it's not about trying to become someone that doesn't push yourself. And even, I love that you're a burnout coach who still acknowledges that they suffer from burnout. And I think that that is so beautiful and so powerful and is exactly why people should trust you. Because then there's also this idea that if you're offering something to someone, you have to have 
ascended past or through that problem and it no longer affects you or, you know, is not something that you have to worry about. And so you're perfect, again, using air quotes in that space. And that's why people come to you. I think it's so beautiful what you do in even acknowledging that you you're really good at what you do because it's a reality for you. Like you cycle and you, you understand your cycle and you know, when you're touching burnout and you've created systems to support yourself out of it. And that's exactly why you're equipped to support people through burnout versus someone that pretends that they never experience it anymore. Because when I don't, when people tell me like absolutes, I'm always like, you are lying. And I also feel bad because you're lying from a place of feeling like you're not enough because you still struggle with this thing, but we're humans. We're going to struggle with everything. And especially if we're in a, a zone of offering something, well, it's not that we won't struggle with it. It's just that we've learned that in our struggle or in being in relation with something, we're also going to figure out how to support ourselves. And then we have the capacity to support others through that as well. Um, and I loved what you said about value versus goal. We talk about that a lot on the podcast too. And I, I focus a lot of that in my coaching is a lot of us have values and we, we think that we're value driven. Uh, however, we really only measure our success based on quote unquote, a goal. And the goal is often only a monetary figure. And so those can, can sometimes compete with each other. And so it really is looking at like, we want to have goals, absolutely, but we want our goals to be in support of and built on the foundation of our values. And if we connect our values with our goals, well, then we end up like you, where we're in this space of being able to grow and strive, but also taking care, care of ourselves. So I really appreciate all the things you said there. Um, and just to wrap this up, I've really enjoyed our conversation today, Aaron. I would love even if you have like any parting thing that you want to share with people, uh, like to mention that. And then at, at the end, I'll have you actually talk about where people can find you and stuff. But if you just have any like last words or things that you want to share with anyone listening. Yeah, absolutely. The one other thing that I did want to make sure I share as we talk about burnout and entrepreneurship is something that I gleaned whenever I was doing some addiction medicine work. Um, and it was from Alcoholics Anonymous. And they always talk about not making a decision out of HALT. So H-A-L-T. So when you're hungry, you're angry, you're lonely, or you're tired. And I would pass that on to fellow entrepreneurs and business owners. If you're making decisions out of HALT, you are going to perpetuate your burnout. So just go down the checklist. Be like, am I hungry right now? Does my body need nourishment? Am I angry right now? Do I need to have some resolution in my life? Am I feeling lonely? And am I tired? Am I exhausted in some way? And again, that doesn't mean just physically. That can mean emotionally. That can mean mentally. That can mean spiritually as well. And so um, replenishing yourself in that. Because the goal here is sustainability. It's not a dollar amount. And I would actually say I'm one of those co coaches that actually like makes my clients make smaller goals instead of like pushing it higher because I'm like, no, like, what are you going to do to sacrifice to get to that? Because anybody who comes to me, I know they can kick ass, take names any day of the week. And it's kind of fun to see that paradox when I'm like, no, actually, you're not going to do that. And they're like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not your typical coach that's like going through the goal setting paradigm because 
I feel like that really does perpetuate hustle culture. Mm, I love that. And even with what you're sharing with Halt, I always like to add to anyone who like whether you uh, identify as a woman or not, essentially anyone who gets their period, I always also like to acknowledge that there's always a day once a month where I hate everything and everyone, and I want to burn everything to the ground and everything sucks. And I've even, and it's important for us to even know these things about ourselves because I laugh at how every month I can come to this place in my business where I feel like something really fundamentally has to change. And then I ask myself, wait, what time of the month is it? And I'm like, oh yes, this is my day to burn everything to the ground. Okay. No decisions for me today. And I wake up the next day and I feel fine. Uh, and so the idea of halts with the, the hungry, angry, lonely, tired, I think again, it, we need to remember that we are human. We're not machines. And so things that are happening around us, uh, externally or internally, or again, like a global pandemic, as an example, affect our mood, our decisions, our motivation, our inspiration. And it's not about shaming or punishing ourselves if we don't feel like we have the energy to do something. And instead, sometimes asking ourselves, like, what maybe is getting in the way of us having the normal energy we have and just cutting ourselves some slack. So I really appreciated you um, giving like that resource as well. And I love that you set, you get your people to set smaller goals. I think that that's, it's true for some people, they feel like, again, more and more and more and more, we create this carrot and the stick and it's, it can be what burns us out. So I really appreciate that as well. And I appreciate you overall, Erin. I thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your energy and your wisdom with us. It was greatly appreciated it. I'm very happy that I said yes to your email. It was so lovely getting to talk to you. Uh, and for anyone listening that really resonated with you, whether again, there's someone who maybe is a professional looking to, to make a tra- career change and they want to be inspired by you, or it's someone who's really struggling with burnout, or just is, again, anyone that's even drawn to your energy and wants to learn more about you or follow you, where can they, where can they do that? Oh my God. Thank you so much for having me. It has been an absolute delight. I think we could go on for hours and hours and we'll have to do it again soon. If you're listening to this podcast, I already know you have podcast loyalty. So come over and join me at Burnt Out to Badass. It is where I am normalizing the conversation about burnout. I interview a bunch of badass women who just come clean about their dark side of the, the dark night of the soul. And kind of talk about like where they've gotten through it. And so it just, it's a fun podcast. We're in season one. If you want where I've been podcasting forever and ever, come join me over at Dr. Me First. It's focused towards physicians, but it can really work for anyone. Awesome. And do you have an Instagram? I'm asking for myself. (laughs) I do. I do. So if you want like the raw Aaron, then just find me Aaron Wiseman um, on Instagram. If you want the like branded pretty stuff where my team takes care of everything, that's burnt out to badass. But I do have input in there. But if you want just like the rando kid pictures or like my rants for the day, come hang out with me and Aaron Wiseman. Okay, perfect. I, I know I'm going to do it. And for everyone, I'll put it in the show notes, but it's Aaron with an E and two R's as well. Um, Thank you so much for coming on today. And again, sharing your energy and your wisdom. It was a real treat. uh, And I really appreciate you. And I also appreciate everyone who took the time today to listen. 
Aaron said it many times about this idea of being enough. And if you listen to the podcast regularly, you know that you are enough simply by being and existing and you don't have to do anything. And you're more likely than not doing way more than you're giving yourself credit for. So keep going. I believe in you. I have a feeling Aaron believes in you too. So I'm just going <laughs> to speak on her behalf and say she believes in you too, but you have got this. You're doing way better than you think you are. And again, if you are feeling tired and exhausted, take what we talked about today to heart and know that the the objective is to not push yourself further, but to give yourself the space and grace of, of time and figuring it out and asking those questions and potentially checking out Aaron's website so that you can get some more tools and strategies to support you in that as well. But as always, keep going. I believe in you and we will catch you next week. Thank you, you beautiful human, for taking the time to listen to today's episode. I deeply appreciate it, and I deeply appreciate you. I would love it if you could take a moment to rate and review this podcast, pass it along to anyone who you feel like could find value in it. Make sure that you're subscribed as well, because that's how we keep this community going, keep this community growing. I also want to take a moment to note that if you are ever interested in working with me one-on-one to help you find out what a perfect, beautiful, unique strategy is for you and your business, please know that you can book in a free strategy session in the show notes, as well if you're interested in the Lighthouse Collective, the community that I run for spiritually and socially conscious entrepreneurs, you can also find that in the show notes below. And there's always a fun little freebie in here for you. So I've got some different workbooks and different freebies as well. So remember to check out the show notes and see if there is something in there that you are interested in. And if so, follow the link and grab it. I hope that you are having a magnificent day and I will talk with you next week. But in the meantime, remember, you're amazing. You're a badass. Keep kicking ass. I believe in you and this world needs all of the beautiful magic that is you. Hey there, I got some really important stuff to share with you. Besides developing Dr. Me First over the last, I don't know, I think it's like seven or eight years now, and Burnt Out to Badass, which is a little bit newer, it's been going on for about three to four years, I've actually been developing another business kind of on the side, and a lot of you folks are surprised when you hear about it. It's called Physician Coaching Alliance, and it does a lot of amazing things. First of all, if you're a chief wellness officer or you want to see more wellness in your organization, hospital, medical group, residency program, etc., Physician Coaching Alliance is your answer. We do consulting and coaching within organizations to bring better wellness into the healthcare space. So you need to go over to the website, physiciancoachingalliance.com, drop me an email with the organization, who I contact, who I talk to, and we can come in and help your institution. The other part of Physician Coaching Alliance is for those who are looking for a personal coach. Of course, I would love to be your coach, but I also know that I'm not everybody's well, 
taste and spicy sauce. Let's put it that way. So there we have a menu of over 70 coaches who specialize in so many different things, who come from different parts of medicine. Some people are in medicine. Some people are out of medicine. Some people are hybrid. It's just an amazing group of an eclectic amount of skills and personalities. I'm sure you can find your next coach there. So again, same website, physiciancoachingalliance.com. And lastly, if you are a coach and you're tired of going in alone, maybe you're in a slump, maybe you just want to be around other physician coaches who are willing to give and are over the hustle culture and not about competing with each other, but knowing that how we heal healthcare is better together, then also Physician Coaching Alliance is the place for you. PCA fulfills so many of these needs and more. It's all on the same website, physiciancoachingalliance.com. You can hang out with us on LinkedIn and on Instagram by the exact same name, physiciancoachingalliance.com. Yep, I've been busy. running multiple companies, practicing medicine, taking care of alpacas. But you know what? It is my heart and joy to do this. And I hope that PCA can become a part of your story too. Check, check, check.